Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. The kingdom of God. I want to remind you that the objective of this series is to get the kingdom of God working in your life in greater measure and ultimately to its fullness so we are all growing in god we are all continuing to seek the kingdom and we are trusting the lord that with each passing season with each passing year that the kingdom will continue to expand in our lives so that we can grow into new levels and become all that God intended for us to be. But I want to take the opportunity to remind you that before you can get the kingdom working in your life, you first of all have to find the kingdom. You have to find the kingdom and then get it working in your life. And I remind you, that the kingdom of God is a networking of principles. It's not any one principle. So remember, we established the point that when God gave Moses the commandments, he, he never just gave him one commandment. Although thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy, thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind is great. But it's a networking of principles. When Jesus instructed the rich young ruler, he said, the rich young ruler said, all these things I've done from my youth. Jesus said, okay, what about the sowing and reaping? What about both selling your goods and giving it uh, and give it to the poor? So the kingdom of God is not just one principle. It's a networking of principles. So if you are strong in one principle or you are heavily practicing one principle, you can't really claim that you find the kingdom. So that is why we have to continue to seek the kingdom. After many, many years of serving the Lord, I am still speaking into new dimensions of the kingdom that I couldn't see 20 years ago. So we are in the process of seeking the kingdom all the time. You cannot exhaust the kingdom. So I want to read from St. Matthew chapter 6 and we're going to read verse 33 as we continue on seeking the kingdom. And remember, this is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, that great and precious sermon that Jesus taught. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first, right? It should not be a backup plan. 
It should be as we always say when all else fail. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. It should be our number one priority. It should be our goal. It should be what we are passionate about. Seek first the kingdom of God. Now, this word seek is an interesting word. In the Greek, it means to seek and keep on seeking. So that means it is continuous. There are other places in the New Testament that this word seek is used and carries the same meaning. So for example, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, ask and it shall be given. And the same thing goes for ask here. It means ask and keep on asking. I know that there are those who say God is not deaf, so if you ask one time, you shouldn't keep on asking or keep on praying about the same thing. But you go ask Naaman how many times he dipped in Jordan before the lepers left him. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. The Bible speaks about that woman of great importunity in the scriptures where she went to knock up for, for help. And the woman would not stop knocking until they had to attend to her. Knock and keep on knocking. So seek, it said ask, knock, and seek. And the same thing is there for seek. Seek and keep on seeking. So a one week fasting is not enough for the year to say you have sought the law. And I'm saying you have to fast every day. But what I'm saying is that it should be a continuous process. Seeking the Lord. In fact, the word seeking speaks to present continuous things. Seeking is a very important principle. It requires continuity. It requires persistence. It requires self-will. Otherwise, you will abort your seeking and never really find what you're seeking if you're not persistent. The intent, the purpose of seeking is to find. Anything at all in life, it doesn't matter what you are seeking, the intent of seeking is to find. So that means if you seek and don't find, the objective was not met. The goal was not achieved. So if you seek the kingdom and you have not found the kingdom, in other words, it's not working in you in the measure that it ought to. It means that you have to keep on seeking. That's what the kingdom is about. So Hebrews 11 verse 6, the Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seeking. Not just seeking, but diligently seeking. So God would not tell you to seek if he didn't want you to find. The only reason why he gives us the instruction to seek is because he wants 
was to find the kingdom. That's why he said, seek the kingdom. You cannot find the kingdom if you don't seek it. Let me also say today that the proof of desire is in pursuit. How much you want something will really be determined by how much you go after it. The proof of desire is in pursuit. Anything that you are not prepared to work for hard enough, you don't really want it. David was an interesting man. And one time David wrote in the psalm, he said, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. And here what David goes on to say, he said, you alone, Lord, are my heart's desire. He said, you, Lord, are my heart's desire. Remember, the proof of desire is in pursuit. David said, Lord, you are my heart's desire. And look what David did. After saying, establishing that, Lord, you are on my heart's desire. And I long to worship you. David then wrote, he said, look, I'm going to praise God in the noontime, in the morning time, and in the evening time. I'm going to praise him three times a day. Because if I desire him, then I have to seek him. So I'm going to praise him three times a day. Proof of desire is in pursuit. Pretty soon after that, David realized that, oh, I'm past the, the three times. So he said, I'm going to praise God seven times a day. After a while, at seven times a day, David said, listen, I am going to bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually being in my mouth. In other words, I'm going to intensify my pursuit of him because that is what I desire. What is it that you have been pursuing most over the last year or two of your life? Now, just examine your own heart. What is it that you have been pursuing most over the last year or two of your life. Not because you're a Christian means that it is the Lord. So don't get religious. Examine your own heart. Is it money? Is it fame? Is it citizenship in another country? What is it that you have been desiring and pursuing most in your life? It's like if you have a child and you really want them to get out of the house and get a job, all of that. It's a good thing. But if you write the application for them and go and drop it off, and then partially do the interview while they're just browsing the internet or watching the TV, you're going to have trouble when that child goes on the job because the pursuit for that job wasn't theirs, it was you. You will not be able to maintain the pursuit of anything that you don't have 
desire for. That is why in life, you see, a lot of people start on hot. But you can't find them after the first block. First, maintain our desire. We have to pursue. What does it look like to seek the kingdom of God? I said before, the kingdom of God is a networking of principles. So seeking the kingdom is about learning the principles of the kingdom of God and getting them working in your life. Seeking the kingdom is about learning the principles of the kingdom of God and make the effort to get them working in your life because the information is good. But if you don't put the information to work, it won't benefit you. When God wanted Moses to pursue the kingdom, God gave Moses principles. That's how you seek the kingdom. Seeking the principles, putting them to work in your life. God gave Moses the, what we call the commandments. When Jesus was uh, getting ready in preparation mode for his departure and wanted to ensure that Peter and other disciples and by extension all of us would seek the kingdom, would continue in the kingdom, he gave Peter the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom are the principles of the kingdom. So he said to Peter, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. That's how you seek the kingdom by learning the keys, the principles of the kingdom, and putting them to work in your life. So all of us have some principles that we're working on, and you have to keep working on them if you're going to find the kingdom or new dimensions of the kingdom. It's not just about hearing them. It's not just being in a church where you hear book preaching or book worship or tuning into a pastor that uh, preaches good. If you are going to find the kingdom, you have to learn the kingdom and learn the principles and embrace them and put them to work in your life. I want to read a few verses out of James chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 22. It says, But be ye doers of the word. Doers of the word. Do the word. Of course, obviously you would have to learn it before you can do it. So be doers of the word and not hearers only. You see that? He said that you can't just hear and don't do because you will end up deceiving yourself. That's one of the we're strict to play on your own life, to deceive yourself, to try and deceive yourself. It's one thing to try and deceive people, but deceiving yourself, that, that, that really don't cut it. But James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving, or, 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 or you would be deceiving yourself. And we're saying, in a nutshell, like seeking the kingdom. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. It's just your image. For he observes, observes himself, 
goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Yeah, you see something in the mirror when you look in there, and by the time you get out of the house, you forgot that you just put a little cream on there that you're going to wipe up. You forgot. Because when you get to work, somebody else, what's that on you? Over your high. So what? Oh, forgot. The Bible says, if, if you just hear the word and go do it, that's what your life will be. We can't afford that. If we are going to climb into new dimensions of God, seeking the kingdom is about doing the word, practicing the word, putting the word to work in our lives. It says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continues in it, continues. So you read it, you study it, you hear it. And practice it. That's what it means to continue it. If you continue it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. Now, that's another way of saying he will find the kingdom. In Matthew 6 33, Jesus put it the other way. He said, Look, if you seek the kingdom and his, and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. James says, You will be blessed. It's the same thing. So, the way forward, the way to seek the kingdom, the way to find the kingdom is to practice the word of God. Hear it, practice, put it to work. In your life that will separate you from other people the difference between ordinary and extraordinary people is the application of the kingdom principles different the difference between ordinary and extraordinary people in the kingdom of god is the application of the kingdom principles i've grown to realize over the years that those that we consider the great men of God, uh, V.T. Williams, the R. W. Sharpak, the, the T.B. Jakes, and Miles Monroe, all of them, they were not born with any special gene over you. The difference is that they hear the word, they heard the word, they sought the kingdom, and practiced the word of God. Put the word of God to work in their lives. The difference between ordinary and extraordinary people is the application of the kingdom principles. Now, I find it so interesting because there play a lot of soccer here in Jamaica, and we have some extraordinarily talented footballers here in Jamaica. But you find a situation that they go into the European leagues. And as they start working with those big clubs that have certain structure, all of a sudden, you see the best of them. Because they have to be committed to certain principles that they, they would want to commit to when they're playing local football. It's about principles. It is principles that lift your level of maturity that take you from one level to the next it's not just being around for a long time i've known many people
people that are wrong for a long time and uh, they don't behave like long time. The people who've reached 75 years old and still have no patience. And the little Gen Z generation have to be telling them, oh, calm down. Your grandma or grandpa or, or Mr. Soul, just take it easy. It's not being around a long time that's going to make it. It's about how much you practice the principles of the kingdom. In Genesis chapter 17, I want to read that verse. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Abraham was seeking new dimensions of the kingdom of God in his life. God gave him some instructions. The Bible says when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me. Be thou perfect. What it means to walk before God? means follow my instructions. And perfect here is talking about being mature. He said, follow my instructions. That is what is going to lead you into new levels of maturity. Follow my instructions and you are going to find the kingdom. Because remember that God had covenanted with Abraham and the deal was that his sea was going to be like the sand on the seashore, like the stars of heaven. But they didn't have any children. And his wife, Sarai, was barren. So he was seeking. God said, look how you're going to find. Walk before me. Follow my instructions. And you're going to find. In Matthew 13, the Bible talks about the merchant man that found a pearl of great price. And the reason he found that pearl, according to Matthew chapter 13, is because he was seeking. If you seek, you are going to find. By learning the principles and practicing them, putting them to work in your life, you are seeking and you are going to find. And I would dare say find the kingdom because if you do other principles that are not kingdom principles practice them in your life you're going to find something else but we're seeking the kingdom so we stay with kingdom principles seeking the kingdom of God is about building capacity ability and capacity are different. Ability speaks to potential that you're able to do. Capacity is the means of maximizing your potential or your ability. I believe that a lot of people who have ability don't fulfill their ability because they did not develop the capacity to fulfill their ability. While ability is God-given, capacity is something that you have to develop. And sometimes we see what we call raw talent, ability, in the midst of us, among us, around us. And 
we put those ability to work, give them assignments with expectations that are not realistic because while the ability is there, the capacity to fulfill those abilities. So for example, Moses, one of Moses' gifts, his main gift was leadership. Deliverer was always in Moses. Moses grew up in the house of Pharaoh. He was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. Moses went out one day and saw an Egyptian giving trouble, read the Israelites. And the Bible says that Moses killed him and buried him in the sand. That was the leadership, the deliverer in Moses coming out the wrong way. You see, God assigned at that assignment on him to deliver Israel out of Egypt. And the ability, the leadership was always in him, but the capacity to do it was not yet developed. At that stage, he didn't have the patience and all that it takes to really lead Israel out of Egypt. The ability was there, always. So God took Moses and put him in the desert for 40 years, developing his capacity. And look where he put him, to work with sheep, because he was going to be a shepherd to the people of God. But he had to develop the capacity. So if he, Moses had gone to Pharaoh and taken all that assignment at the time when he killed the Egyptian, and Pharaoh said, no, I'm not going to let the people go. What are you talking about? He probably would have gone to either not gone back to Pharaoh or anything like that. But the capacity to lead Israel out of Egypt was developed, and God tapped him on the shoulder and said, it's time that we go work on that assignment. When Moses, look at this. It's so beautiful when you, you understand the word. Because Moses started to say to God, you know, I can't talk, and all that kind of stuff. And God said, listen, we have worked on the capacity already. Remember that Aaron is able to speak, and he is a part of the team. He will speak for you. The capacity has been developed to do the thing. So let's go. Now, I know what is swirling around in some people's minds as they hear this. Isn't there a scripture in Philippians that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Of course there's a scripture there that says that. But that is probably one of the most misquoted, misunderstood verse in the Bible. It is not suggesting that you just jump on anything and can do it because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, if I get down to the airport, going to Fort Lauderdale, I don't want a pilot coming in that, or anybody coming in, in, in that aircraft to fly. They've never learned how to fly an aircraft, never gone to any school. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You ain't flying me. You got to develop that capacity. So you go on and maybe fly the rest of people, but we ain't going together. You know, Paul moved to the church in Philippi and was commending them 
about meeting his needs, about reaching out to him while he was in prison. The Philippian church reached out to Paul more than anybody else. And he was saying, thanks, not that I even actually needed it, but just the, the demonstration of love. I really appreciate it. And he said, it's not like I, I actually needed it because I'm the kind of person who can adjust to any situation by God. I know how to abase and how to abound. Any situation that I find myself in, I can navigate through it. I can do all things. That's what he was saying. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. Not that you go look for something that you have no business in and talk about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if I'm running a business and I need a delivery man to drive and drop off my pizza all over the place and all that kind of stuff, and you come, you've never driven a car before, you don't have a driver's license, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you're not going to be my deliverer. <laughs> so, so I'm saying we have to get the scripture in context. Capacity is needed to really deliver on your ability. And you know, this is why sometimes you have a situation, somebody comes up and say, pray with me, there is a, a promotion on the job. There's something that is being advertised and I'm applying for it. And we do pray for you sometimes and all of that. But then the unsaved man gets the job and we're wondering, what is happening? Did God not hear? The truth is that the unsaved man developed the capacity he went to extra classes and all that kind of stuff, and you didn't do anything. So he's better suited for the job, so he gets a job. You can't just hide behind, I can do all things. You have to develop the capacity. Because the trouble is, if you are given that job and don't have the capacity to deliver on that job, then the kingdom is going to look bad. But it's sad to say that sometimes, the unseen man exercised more patience than the kingdom man. That's a part of the capacity. He's able to network the resources that are available while the kingdom man is not able to do that because he has the ability but don't have the capacity, did not develop the capacity to do it. And that is so interesting because if you look at Galatians, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says in Galatians 5, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, what walk in the Spirit means? It means to walk by the principles of the, the kingdom of God. And it says you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if walking in the spirit does not fulfill the lust of the flesh, that means it really meet the needs, carry out the assignments of the spirit. And the Bible goes on to talk about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and all of that. In other words, these are things when you walk in the spirit that will be developed in your life and build the 
capacity to carry out the assignments of the kingdom of God. But many times we don't want to walk in the spirit. We do our own thing. So we are not developing the capacity that God wants us to develop that we can carry out certain assignments. And there's some people around that, as I said, they want the position, but they don't have the capacity because if you should trust some folks with something, they will chase off the very people that God sent to build because they, they don't have the capacity to, to lead those. There's some people that we just have to keep praying for. I believe that all of us, God put people in our lives that are our assignment. So when other people can give up on them, you can't give up on them. You've got to keep praying for them. Other people might say this or that or whatever, but you have to stick with it because they are your assignment. And it is training to build our capacity. So there's some folks that uh, people think, oh Lord, I don't even want to have anything to do with them. But I have to pray about the next strategy to reach their heart because they are my assignment. God wants us to build capacity so we can deliver on our ability. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Seeking the kingdom, seeking the kingdom is about building capacity. Because as you embrace the principles of God and put them to work, it is stretching you. And what you couldn't deal with five years ago, oh, all of a sudden becomes so manageable. Certain stress comes on the job and you don't go home stressed because you develop the capacity to deal with it. Just matter what is happening in church or out there, I don't go home stressed over it. That's what happens when we build capacity. And again, God's depending on us. You know, Paul got saved under Damascus rule. God sent him to a man called Ananias. And it was about 10 years that Paul was being developed, trained, before the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have called. And so you see, when Paul got into jail at midnight, the capacity was developed. So he could deal with it. He said, the Bible said he started singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in the middle of the night. I'm telling you that that is not natural. But he developed the capacity to carry out the assignment. So when he went on the missionary journey and they spoiled him and left him half dead, there was nothing in his mind to say, you can't do this anymore because they might kill you, no? He said, I'm ready. Because the capacity was built to carry out this I'm challenging you to, to develop the capacity to fulfill that which God has called you to do. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay 
and on Facebook at FCF Montego Bay.